Good evening, it's September 15, 2016, and this is Korean American Political Report, that's K-A-P Report. You can find us at uh, Twitter, that's K-A-P underscore report. Once again, on Twitter at K-A-P underscore report, or email us directly at kap.report at gmail.com. Once again, that's kap.report at gmail.com. We sincerely apologize for the delay in this. We had promised that this was going to be a monthly uh, podcast, but uh, unfortunately, uh, we have extended this out to about six weeks, but we promised that this interview that you're about to listen to is well worth it. It is uh, regarding uh, a very important Korean-American and Michelle Steele out of California. Michelle Steele holds a degree in business from Pepperdine University and an executive MBA from the University of Southern California and is fluent in Korean, Japanese, and in English. Uh, she was first elected to the Orange County Board of Supervisors in 2014, and before that, she was a member of the Board of Equalization that deals with taxes. Uh, before that, she has a very storied career in serving on different uh, positions, including the President's Advisory Commission on Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, California World Trade Commission, L.A. County Department of Children and Family Services, and L.A. Airport and Fire Commissions. Thank you for joining us, Supervisor Steele. Let's get right into the first question. According to your bio, your commitment to taxpayers began as a personal fight where your mother... Uh, an immigrant small business owner lacked the resources to fight against the state. Did you eventually know that being an advocate was going to be in your future? Oh, not at all. Actually, my parents, my father was a diplomat, so oh. actually I was in Japan. I finished my grammar school in Korea, and I was you know, raised in Japan, and I came here to go to college. Then my father passed away, so he had only one post in Japan. And then my mom tried to raise three kids, and she opened a clothing shop in downtown Los Angeles. And then, you know, you work seven days a week, right? So you close down, and you open the sandwich shop, building sandwich shop is only five days a week. And she opened it a few months later, Board of Acquisition hit her with extra taxes, because she used to pay certain amounts of taxes. But when you're ready to close down, inventory goes down, so she paid the sales tax accordingly, but, you know, they said, no, you cheated, so she paid taxes that she did an old plus pension interest on the top of it. That's that's the fight that we started. Around how old were you when, when you saw all this go down? I was 19. Wow. And, and so... As soon as you, you're, you're watching this unfold, are you thinking to yourself, hey, i got to run for office to protect some no, of... No. no. Just my, my dream is I want to be a great housewife, wife to my husband, and, you know, great mother to my kids. That was my dream since I was small. So never, never thought about I'm running for public office. Was there maybe another moment, like something like this, that you saw that said, hey, maybe I, I do need to rethink running for office, or it's just never been a, on your radar screen? You know, right after uh, the Tai group, yep. the L.A. riot, mm-hmm. I, you know, my husband was in politics since he was 14, and he, um, all of his friends came and they were talking about um, Korean business owners. So I said, you know what, they got victimized twice by the thugs and yeah. one by media. 
So this is not really right. When you try to protect yourself, then you know what? You have to fight for it. Yeah. That's what I told them. And then they went out next day. On the main media, they were talking about exactly what I was telling them, right? So I thought, oh my God, I want to be a bridge between mainstream and Korean American community because at that time that a lot of second generations came in and they were talking about that, oh, you know, Korean business, business people were at the wrong place at wrong time. No, that's not really true. They tried to make money and raise their kids. So I talked about it. They came out and they were talking about on the main media what I told them. So I, when Dick Reardon at that time ran for a uh, city, Los Angeles mayor, and then right after he won, and I told him I want to volunteer, so I became a commissioner for fire department at that time, and I brought five other Korean Americans to LA City Commission. That's the way it started. But you so Thai School is the one that actually made me going into mainstream, mm -hmm. and I want your bridge. Since I speak Korean, Japanese, and English, English is my third language. So I told them that, you know what, I want to be a bridge between Korean American community and your uh, city. That's what I said. But somebody must have recognized how natural of a talent this is to gather the small businesses. To, in the face of a riot like this, you're able to go out and, and really represent not only the small businesses but your community so well. That, that's why I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I guess, bewildered by the fact that this has never been a, a dream of yours. You know what? I was a very quiet person, and I, you know, I couldn't. It's really funny because I couldn't speak in front of two people. But your character changes because you know when you go out and you really have to spit out that what you are thinking, especially for Korean American community. I had to do it, and they saw me that I was getting nuts almost because <laughs> Korean American community. And you know what? They said. Okay, Michelle, you want to work together? I say yes. But I'm going to bring more younger generations in to city. So that's the way everything starts. That's the first time in L.A., city of L.A. history that, you know, they appointed six, 1.5 to wow. second generation to the commission at the same time. Mm. So I am just grateful that uh, Mayor Reardon saw something from me, but at the same time, and he knew that there's an asset in Korean American community for younger generations, for Korean Speaking of the, the representation, I mean, before running for office, you served uh, on the President's Advisory Commission on Asian Americans, California World, <laughs> World Trade Commission, L.A. County Department of Children and Family Services, White House Conference on Aging Tax Advisory uh, committee for the state board of equalization and, and, and the list goes on so my question is when it comes to representation when did you know that the the responsibility and the magnitude of, of this of representing korean americans also including that you are a korean american woman and, and a pioneer in this uh back in back in the 90s and 2000s you know all these jobs are non-paid jobs <laughs> and that's because I was raising two daughters at that time. So I really enjoyed it. And especially California World Trade Commission, the first meeting was in Mexico, but we had the office in Japan. And they were about to open one in Korea. Something that you're going in, and the President's Advisory Commission on Asian Americans, that one is that, you know, I want 
the White House know, to know at that time that Asians, they put as Asians together, at that time we had 4.2% of total population in America were Asian Americans. But they never divided that Asian Americans, like Korean Americans, Chinese Americans, or Taiwanese Americans. So we want actually this commission, 15 members wanted the, the White House to know that these are the best growing, most smart, and they know what they are doing. They are not getting government free money. So you know, something that you can really relay the message to the White House. But at the same time, I brought that to Korean American community. So we had a White House, um, you know, visit with leaders to the White House. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Forget about the politics that I ran later on, but this one was most fun thing that I really did because I can connect between mainstream, especially Washington DC, it's very hard to do, and Korean American community far out here in California, especially in Los Angeles and Southern California part. So this was kind of like a enjoyable, mm -hmm. whatever I did. <laughs> so I was doing, and then when I stepped down, next job, you know, people were just kept giving me next job. It's not that I wanted to do it, but I told you that they never really divided up like Chinese-American, Japanese-American. So what happened is there's a lot of Chinese-Americans were representing. When I stepped down, the Korean spot is going to be gone. Yeah. So I kept going, and I was there. So that's the reason that, you know, I ended up getting more and more of all these jobs. It's always good when you are going when people are going after you to fill a position, as opposed to the other way around. You get a lot of rejection on you know just sending resumes. So it's always good to be popular. You know what? I was very lucky. I was very lucky that you know even White House, um, uh, the White House Asian American Task Force, is the advisory commission. I didn't know because I went to the White House and I was introducing other Korean Americans mm -hmm. to this position and other positions and then they said, Oh, can you come into this side but you have to have a different badges, right? It depends on where you're going in. Sure. And I didn't have a right badge. They said, No, 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 you can just come in and then they introduced me to all these people, the White House and I you know, I sh shook hands and I said hello and they said, Can you just wait outside in the hallway for just I waited about thirty minutes. I didn't know there was an interview. So I came back to L.A. and they said, you know, your name comes up top three, four, <laughs> but we never received your resume. And I said, no, I'm not looking for any job. I'm not going to apply, you know, back and forth to Washington. Beach. They said, no, 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 but you know what? Your name is coming up. Can you, you like it or not, can you just send us a resume? That's the way everything started. And then I ended up getting that petition. That was interesting. That does seem very interesting. I, I always like to know, after these positions, like you said, they are appointed, um, but I like to know more about the elections on the other side of things. So uh, what was it like running in 2006 for a seat on the California State Board of Equalization? What was a, a funny moment on the campaign trail, and, and what specifically do most people, maybe even specific to the Korean community, do they not know about the campaign and, and the grind of it all? And what uh, should they know about it that um, most people may not know? 
that story about when you first said, hey, I, I think I can do this, and you're saying this to your husband, where did that courage, it is very courageous for those that put their names on the line to run a campaign, it's very tiring, as you said, four to five hours, where did that courage come from, where does that, that confidence exist? Korean Azimba. <laughs> you know, 
when you start something, he's as mother, yeah. nobody can stop. Yeah. That's exactly, that was it. You know, I had to win because, you know, I, I threw my hat on the ring. Guess what? I had to win. I was very lucky because um, it was a Republican district yep. and my opponent was a very prominent Republican state senator at that time. And you know what? He was so lazy because he was, he was well known. He served assembly for six years. He served um, state senate for eight years. So 14 years in Republican uh, circle. He knew that he's going to win no matter what. And I am Asian American woman who was not really well known. So he didn't do anything. I was very, very lucky that he didn't really campaign hard enough. Later on, he raised so much money. But, you know, first few months, he, he gave some attitude, like, you, you know, we go to some debate, I was answering all the questions, he never did, he just took the microphone out, he said, you, you know me, just ask me some questions and I'll answer, but you know how I'm going to answer, That's, that was the attitude that wow. the other, you know, opponent gave to other people, I think that was the reason that I won. Well, uh, with your winning attitude and your work ethic, obviously you, you get elected. So you get elected to the Board of Equalization and then as uh, a supervisor to the Orange County Board. So what are some one or two major legislative accomplishments uh, that you point to as a hallmark for your already storied career? Legislation is totally different. That you know, it's only state senate and uh, assembly members. They they make the laws. For me, we carry out. But there's a, a lot of ordinances and regulations that you know you can help. Uh, one thing I did was I returned more than four hundred million dollars back to the taxpayers. They call um, that for security deposit in California. When you try to get the seller's permit. You have, when you don't have any credit or you have bad credit, then you have to deposit 5000 to $50,000 to the tax agency. And then after you do really well, you pay all the taxes on time. Then three years later, they're supposed to give you money back. But tax agencies, money back is the worst no-no word. So what happened was when they asked for money, the tax agency started auditing them. So I found out and I, the first uh, quarter, actually first couple of months after I uh, became a board member, that state was hoarding just Southern California for $42 million. That's the way everything started. But I got rid of that program. It took seven years. But totally now that when you need a sales permit, you don't even have to make any deposits at all. So I got rid of that program and we gave all the money back. It was over $400 million to the taxpayers. The second one is internet tax in California that, you know, they want to put download internet, like a movie's song. They want to put sales tax on it. I stopped that. That's almost actually $500 million of projected income revenue for the state, but I stopped that too. So I, I am just so grateful for that, that, you know, I, that was the really biggest thing for the taxpayers that I stopped and I gave them money back. And Orange County, that, you know, when I came to Orange County as a supervisor, we um, needed a little more um, transparency. So we changed the, actually, we used to have every week meeting 
So we get all these agenda like two, three days before, and you couldn't even study all these items. So what happened was uh, we decided to do it every two weeks, and we get the agenda two weeks before so we can study it, mm-hmm. and public knows that, you know, what they are getting for next meeting. That's what I did. And then second wow. thing is, you know, I always, I'm a pro-business people. Increase the competition mm-hmm. means that, you know, you your price goes down. So our airport, it's in my district, John Wayne Airport in Orange County, that we had only one taxi company used to handle all the customers. We opened that to Uber and Lyft. And, you know, I'm fighting actually for a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, even, you know, save the tree house too. Uh, who's gonna get next baby too? It's twenty four department, and we we have about wow. twenty thousand people working in uh, Orange County. So you do a lot of stuff, but you know, a lot of stuff are sometimes it's very small, sometimes it's big, like a, a civic center master plan to airport that we are actually remodeling for, we have three terminals there, so two terminals to, uh, you know, try to clip creating the Bristol Beach because my cities, I, I, uh, under my district we have 10 cities and most of the cities are, you know, on the beach. So I have the most beautiful cities in my district. So try to create um, Dog Beach to you name it. I do a lot of small things to a lot of big things in Orange County, but it's fun because we work with the residents together. You're talking about sending millions of dollars back to the district, to the citizens of Orange County. You're talking about environment issues. You're talking about transparency issues within the government, which is always an important thing. You're talking about increasing competition, which does benefit the, the citizens of Orange County. Where do you draw your inspiration to carry out? And are you looking at other other Korean Americans across this country, or are you looking at someone in California that might not be Korean American, but you're, you're drawing inspiration and saying, "Hey, I like this person as a public servant." Uh, who is that person, and why? You know, you, you tried to ask me about my uh, mentor and my role yes. model, right? That person is not a politician. That huh? person is not. Uh, Either. Maybe she was. <laughs> she was my mom. She, she, my mom, who passed away in 2011, she was my best friend. She was close, you know, my mentor. She was uh, my role model. She was just everything. She was my life. Mm. So, you know what? She taught me how to work hard, always honest, use your common sense when you apply to the government. And you know, and then she raised my kids for me to go out there and work whatever I want to work. So she opened the door for me to go out there. And she was a teacher. She published five books. No you know, during her time. And you know what? She just sent me out, and she said, "Do whatever you want to do because you are better than anybody else out there." So. You know what? I love her dearly. I miss her dearly. And she was my, you know, my mentor. She was my role model. She was, you know, I I see a lot of people out there, but you know what? I can proudly say that my mom was my role model. Well, I I think going back to what your original uh, story, uh, talking about how you were fighting uh, for your your mother as a, 
as a small immigrant business owner, I think that's incredible to hear because I think we all have those, we see the work ethic of our parents and we see how much they will just continue to work and work and work. And, and I'm so glad I have that as well instilled from, from my parents and, and from my mother to see that. Um, how proud of how proud was she of you winning races and she got a chance to see you on a lot of these uh, positions? Uh, she must have been very proud. Oh, my God. She was proud. Of, uh, she, she, yeah, she was. But at the same time, you know what? She's the one actually pushed me out, too. Yeah. You can't do it. I mean, my husband does the same thing, too. You know, I have to hit the brake. I say, if you push me a little more, I'm going to die. So, <laughs> you know, that's the way it is. I'm very, very lucky to be surrounded by people that who support me no matter what I do. The statistic that I always like to throw around is the last time we had a congressperson uh, here in Washington, D.C., was back in the Bill Clinton administration. So uh, my question to you is, what are some of the greatest obstacles Korean Americans face in this country, and, and how do we overcome it? I think parents should change their mindset first, because, mm. you know, our parents, I did the same thing to my kids, too. You have to get A, you have to graduate <laughs> college on time. You have to get the job. You have to become an attorney or doctor. Right. You know, a lot of kids that they have different things that they want to do. Like, you know, my husband started this, you know, stuffing the envelopes and campaign office making phone calls, asking for the vote or asking for money for that candidate. A lot of kids want to do different things, but actually we, our parents are actually stopping them to do that. So it's, it's better that they're, they have to change their mindset. Doctors are good, but, you know, if you want to do something else, you know, attorneys are good, that's going to be hard work because I live with one. So I know because every time you try to go to the court, you have to study. Why do you want to have that kind of life? I mean, I, I'm going to let my husband do it so he can make money, but I don't want to do it. So, you know, if kids want to go out and they want to be a politician, I think parents just support what their kids enjoy the most. I think that has to be changed from the first generation to the mindset has to be changed from the first generation. That's the way everything started. We don't have many politicians because another thing is first generation is always looking at the Korean politician in Korea. It's not always corrupt. This is really fun thing that you can make the difference, especially for Korean American community and Asian American communities. So you know what? Send their kids out and whatever they enjoy the most, push them out and let them do it. Let them have their wings and fly out and do whatever they want to do. And I think that mindset is the most important part and that's the stopping point at this, you know, yeah. for the kids. You, know? you touched upon what my next question was going to be, let's say there is somebody, maybe a college student or, or a grad student, and says, hey, Supervisor Steele, I'd like to know what I, what do I need to do to to run for office or, or to be like you, an advocate, uh, someone that's done so much for the community. So what couple of advice would you give to that budding Korean American student? You know what? I always tell them that I did it. You can do better. That's the way I always put it. And second thing is, you know what, internships. I have at least 10 to 12 for each semester coming in. Actually, I hired one as a policy advisor from one of the interns. And then some of the kids coming in, and they are going into, like, a landfill 
Yeah. How many Korean Americans know about the landfill, right? Yeah. Then what I do is we bring them in at the entrance. We have, you know, five get the landfill in Orange County that we own. We send them out for waste, waste management people. They can work together. So when they graduate, they can go into what they like the most, but they can taste it before they really get into it, right? Yeah. So that's what I tell the kids. And then some of the kids that they want to do politics, I always tell them that politics, there's a family. Mm. Family doesn't mean they're blood-related, but they didn't raise together when they were 12, 13, 14. They did a campaign together. They were raised. They're like brothers and sisters, right? And then they have a friend. They're, they really were not raised together, but they know through the politics. Acquaintance. They met for a few times, they know. When they decide to run, who's going to help? Those family members. means they did this politics together. So I always tell them that, you know what? Go out there, volunteer. We don't have enough numbers now, so I prefer Republicans. But Democrats are okay. You believe in it, so go out there and do volunteer. And then you make your own networking very strong. Then they grow together, they're going to be your supporters. That's the way everything starts. It means that they have to start from teenage, not after graduated, and after graduate from you know college. But I still take them around and make them to meet you know uh, good people like congressmen or you know assembly members, state senators, and. Last, uh, two weeks ago, actually, we had a luncheon with the interns. When interns come in, I bring the speakers in, so I buy them lunch. Yeah. And then special speakers like Joe Kakin, who knows about the urban living study. So, you know what? I bring them in, and, you know, they're asking the questions, and they get closer. When they meet these famous people once, and then these famous people actually met them, you let them know that, you know, when I met you, and guess what? They're going to help them later on. So these connections are very important, and that's what I do for my entrance. And I go out there. You want to be an intern? Please come to my office, and I'm going to, you know, work with you, whatever the, you know, whatever the uh, profession that you want to go in. Absolutely. So that's the way, yeah. So, you know, they want to be politicians, great, because I, I always feel lonely, so I want to have more than ever. <laughs> But sometimes they're coming in, they say, oh, you know what? No, I don't want to be a politician. I think I'm going to go this side. Then you know what? Different profession that I always make the connections for them. Because I, I, I never had that except the politics. But I want younger kids, Korean American kids, to do that. So, you know, I want to be helpful for our younger generation. The reason why I bring that up is because in my previous podcast that I had aired, the delegate from New Mexico, Lisa Shin, actually referenced you by name. And uh, she said, hey, you know, uh, Supervisor Steele is doing such a great job out there. And so I bring that up because you are making an impact. She referenced you as well as uh, Young Kim, who's also in the, in the state uh, assembly. This is a great question because you guys are role models and a lot of folks with children are saying, hey, how do I get my kid? to a position like that. And it's, it's great to hear that um, those are some relevant life skills, you know, building a network, getting involved in internships. Um, I think that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Lisa did a great job of 
Yeah, she's doing a great job. Everyone's keeping an eye on that race, but I've even asked her to to join on this podcast. But I felt bad because I know she's in the middle of a of a very competitive race. And the great thing was, this is how gracious she was. She was able was able to get back to me and say, "Hey, how about after the election?" I said, "No problem. I totally understand. I think you're you're doing wonderful things out there and representing the Korean Americans as a whole uh, with such grace and and such great uh, courage and and confidence. Um, I, I'd like to extend you a, an invitation anytime." that you want to chat about what's going on, uh, that will be great. Um, I love to. Thank you very much, Joseph. Thank you very much for your time.